Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. LeBron James reminds me a little bit now of a pitcher post-Tommy John surgery is that LeBron James is 31. Uh, he doesn't dunk as much. You're not going to get a 45-point night from him. Those days are over. He's a human being. In the end, we're seeing the LeBron that is 31, is not going to chase you down and block from behind, is not going to slam dunk as much, or with the the volume he did. He is no longer an A-plus score and an A-plus defender and an A-plus this, that, and everything. He is really A-minus to B-plus at everything. LeBron James. What's better than this? Guys, mean dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of NDT Scouting and the FRS Network here to co-host this edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Very excited about the content today because we are doing a word association concept, putting each other on the spot. And uh, I know that we're both pretty witty guys, so this should be a fun show. Kyle, welcome aboard. Yeah, fun's one way to put it. Uh, this should be chaotic, is what I'm expecting. Uh, I don't know about you. What what percentage of your ten words and phrases that you have are related to football? Mm, that's a good one. Um, six are for sure related to football, and then there's a couple of floaters and a couple that are not. Okay. I'm about 50-50 as well, where I got some wild cards in there. So I think we're going to get off the rails real quick here, which should be good. It should be good. Uh, Shall we, before we get into that, uh, quick update on PFF Mike. He continues, I was wrong. Uh, Surprise, surprise. I I was given the opportunity on Monday or Tuesday's show to predict whether or not he gets a rose. And by 
All indications, Kyle, as we're watching this two-hour episode with literally no Mike Renner. The man gets a rose at the end, and the dream continues. Yeah, I'm actually kind of ticked off at ABC here because I'm watching this show for one person. (laughs) And the only line Mike had, I believe the only line Mike had the entire episode besides receiving the rose and saying, you betcha, is saying it sucks when being asked, how does it feel to be one of two guys in the house to not get a date on the first week? (laughs) So uh, we need more Mike Renner on the show. And if ABC does not give it to me, I'm going to be writing a strongly worded letter and uh, giving them a piece of my mind. You know, what's interesting is we're all in this. I'm watching The Bachelorette 100% because Mike's on there. No other reason. Would not be considering it. If, if he wasn't on there. And he's literally the guy at the end who gets a rose, and most people say, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, they're is. like, who, wait, who's who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like the guys that went home this past week, mm-hmm. they were the equivalent where it's like, who? Like, you guys went on dates? I didn't even, know, I didn't even notice you. And can we talk about two grown men crying oh, in the yeah. first week of the show? <laughs> Episode two, we have grown men crying because someone threw their picture out the window. Uh, Lincoln, you are soft as hell. Charming soft, as you said. Charming soft, which is outstanding because I lucked my way into an outstanding joke by saying Charmin soft. Uh, apparently, this gentleman thought toilets were insanitary and decided to do his number twos on the floor. On a pile of toilet paper. On a pile of toilet paper. A pile of toilet paper. Which I can totally see this guy doing. Uh, the only guy I hate more on the show more than Lincoln is the male model who has it like some sort of weird dad bod and is to be completely transparent a total d bag. Um, so I I have besides PFF Mike, there's not a lot of dudes on this show that I like right now. Yeah, rooting for PFF Mike. He needs a splash, man. He needs a big time splash. There's no way. There's no way in episode three she completely shuts him out again. So we. Yeah, should, he's gonna get, get a look. He's gonna get a look. He's, he's gonna, gonna get, get on the field. There's now, now does. I do have one parted question before we go to word association, Joe. All right. All right. Does PFF Mike get a smooch on episode three next week? Yeah. He's going for it. He's got to go. He's got to swing he knows for the it. fences. He's got to swing for the fences. And I'll tell you, this chick, I've been, you know, we're watching this. Becca, she goes for it herself. You know, she's yes. not waiting. She's not waiting. She's a go-getter. Oh, and, uh, can we talk about how bad Clay Harbor's pickup line was? I didn't hate it. The touchdown well, thing? You know, me and my, my teammates, we do this, <laughs> and then we slap hands a couple times, and then we knock helmets but we're not knocking helmets because we don't have helmets, so we just might have to get a little close. <laughs> nudge, nudge. That No, you can't telegraph it that hard. I'm surprised you have a problem with that. That seems like uh, it's a cornball move, man. It's a cornball move. Is, uh, and your joke, your Elmer's glue joke wasn't a cornball introduction? No, because I'm not telegraphing, hey, I'm going to try and kiss you in the next 20 seconds. It, there, I got to draw the line here between breaking the ice and making the first move for the first kiss. You I'm can't sure tell them guy. ahead of time that it's coming like that. I'm not the guy to give advice or have any feedback on this topic. 
I thought it was terrible. Well, Clay I seems did. like a super good dude. Like he's a little quirky, right? But like, uh, he seems like a super genuine guy, and I like him as a person. But that move, no, that move's got to go. Is that your complaint of the day, or do you have another one? That let's, for the sake of word association, let's let's call that the complaint of the day. Clay Harbor telegraphing his first move kiss on Becca on the Bachelorette last week. And I and here I am telling you I didn't I didn't hate it. That's so, all right. You know, different strokes, different folks. It it, it is what it is. Touche, Kyle. Let's let's do this thing. Who's going first? Uh, you're going first. In terms of I'm receiving the word. Yes, or, you're uh, gonna re- you're gonna receive this first. All right. And so the concept here is you're gonna throw a word at me. I'm gonna or throw a, a word phrase. at you. Or a phrase. Or a phrase. And we're gonna spit out our initial reaction. We're not gonna think, put a lot of thought into it. We give a quick hitting take. As a response, right? That's the idea. That's the concept here. And we have no idea what the words are, so <laughs> we are right. putting each other on the spot. <laughs> are you ready okay. for your first word for today's I, word association? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, but I'm, we're going to do this. Joe, your first word or phrase is burner accounts. Don't have one. Um <laughs> Uh, every, everybody, like, important people have burner accounts, right? So, like, this Colangelo thing, like, he did a really bad job. He did a horrible job of, uh, of not making it lead to him if somebody dug into it. But you and I both, we've sat in press boxes. We've sat next to important people. They all have freaking burner accounts. And maybe they're not going out there and, like, interacting with people, but they are keeping up with the things that you kind of think they would keep up with. So, uh Bad job, Colangelo, but don't be don't be naive and think that your team's general manager and head coach and all those people doesn't have a burner account. It's a good take, Joe. Go ahead. All right, Kyle. Your first one is Troy Aikman. Overrated? Yes. Listen, I know I know rings are a thing, right? And and that's you know somewhere the the Chicago Bulls fans are shaking their fists at me and grabbing their pitchforks for me to say that rings and championships aren't everything when you're assessing an individual's accolades, right? You know, good for you. You were part of a team and a team sport. Uh, Troy Aikman, uh, luxury of one of the most physical offensive lines and the leading rusher in the history of the NFL and uh, a great coach and situation there. And, um, yeah, I think Troy was an average. He, he's like this this generation's Eli Manning. I think oh, Eli's he, better. You Eli's think Eli's better. better than Troy? Troy Aikman, one season in his career of more than 20 touchdown passes. And he never passed for more than 3,500 yards in any season. Well, and I get the error Why'd you give different. this to me, man? You want, you, you clearly have some takes here. Because I, I wanted to build off of it. I wanted to make sure that you agreed that Troy Aikman is not a great quarterback. No, he's, he's not. Favor, no, he's not. But championships, I, I think, dude. Championships. Yeah, he's got him, And he's also had the best roster ever assembled around him. I don't know. I think Eli Manning was strong, Kyle. I think if, if Troy Aikman was in today's NFL, he, I, he'd be less regarded than Andy Dalton. Well, I, I was just looking at it as from the perspective of, yeah, he might have won a championship or two. But in the lexicon of, like, you versus your contemporaries, you're pretty run-of-the-mill. 
And I know Eli's had had a couple nice seasons, but he's by and large been very up and down throughout the majority of his career and is probably going to make the Hall of Fame because he beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. Twice. Twice. Joe, your next phrase. I'll, I'll tip you off here. It's a phrase. 2018 NFL rule changes. So, to summarize, we have the kickoff changes, which are poppycock. We have... <laughs> the head-down policy, an ejection for targeting. And uh, those those were the two that came to my mind. I'm not touching the anthem or anything like that. That's, that's yeah, not for this podcast. But um, those two in-game policy changes are the two that I'm referring to with that statement. If I'm a, uh, a special teams coach, I, I kick a pop fly and I try to make them field the ball somewhere – between the five-yard line and goal line and trust my guys to make a tackle because it's now so hard to block. So I think I think if I was a coach, I'm going to take that perspective of trusting my guys to get down and make a field and having them start inside the 25, which will lead to more kickoffs and tackles and high collision impacts. Uh, the, the, the tackling thing, man, it's going to be a nightmare. We team, players getting tossed out of games. And uh, I, I think that even the examples they showed, those football is such a bang-bang game that I have no idea how they're going to truly regulate this and govern this, and there's going to be some bad suspensions, and, you know, you're only dressing so many guys at every position, and it's going to get thin pretty quick if uh, they're going to enforce it to the letter of the law. Yeah, and I, I understand the concept, and conceptually it's the right idea, but do you trust – referees on any given Sunday to accurately make those judgment calls and then subsequently, even with the benefit of replay, to make the correct decision? Nope. I have no reason to believe that. And that, that's where my issue with it as well, Joe. All right, Kyle, your next one. You ready for this? Yes. Dishwasher. Uh, a godsend. <laughs> you know, if I had to sit there and, and hand wash dishes, that would be terrible. Uh, my first job, I was 16, and I worked at a uh, sandwich deli. My sister, who's about 18 months older than I am, was the manager and, and hooked me up with this job. And I got to strictly wash the dishes back there, and it was terrific. You had your headphones in. You didn't have to talk to anybody. You just mind your own business. You, you They put the dirty crap up on the counter, and you got to dump it in the trash can put it in this big industrial dishwasher, and there was where my love for dishwashers was born, Joe, because I don't have the time to soak things in soap and water and then get in there with a sponge and get my hands in that grimy crap. I love a dishwasher. A, a dishwasher is probably the second best appliance in the house behind the refrigerator. So, Kyle, now, in, in the Crab's household, what is the dishwashing dishwasher loading dynamics like because uh for for me there's not a lot of agreeing on how it should be loaded and there's a lot of re-racking and but what t give me the dynamics here uh it's like a giant game of tetris there's no pulling stuff out once it goes in oh i like that rule you, you just gotta make whatever's gonna fit fit you take the rest of it, you rinse it out, you put it in the sink, you wait until the dishwasher's done, and then you put that in for the next load. Okay. I think that's a very common sense approach to washing dishes in the household. All right. All right. Joe, your next phrase. I am looking 
for the most overrated prospect throughout the course of your draft coverage career? The most overrated draft prospect. I'm repeating it so I can get, get yep. some time here. Yep, go ahead. Um, the most overrated draft prospect throughout the course of your coverage career. Um, man, I get okay. The name that's popping in my head is Paxton Lynch because there are people that Ooh. actually thought he could be. He was the best quarterback in the draft, and that he was, you know, he had a real chance to be a pro. I, I, I'm not surprised that the way that his career has gone, and uh, I cannot believe. Well, I guess I can't believe that people liked him and that he was ultimately a first round draft pick. I, I'm sure there's other answers that are better, but that's the one that kept on staying in my head as I was thinking. Could not. Be me. I've been wrong on some quarterbacks, but not one packs a Lynch. All right, ready? Ready for this, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, I am. Hard knocks. Terrific. I love the chance to go back behind the scenes and watch the dynamics of these train wrecks to come in slow motion. And it's typically what you get on hard knocks. You get a team, Tampa, Miami, that just falls apart. And um, it's cool, right? Because it's so much of the stuff that you don't stop and think about. You know, when they have to get down to cuts and people are losing their jobs. And the human element, I think it gives you a greater appreciation of how hard life in the NFL can be. And uh, on a serious note, getting off of train wrecks, I really appreciate... Uh, getting the chance to see everything that goes into all those decisions, that difficult decisions that coaches and, and front office individuals have to make each offseason to essentially cut their roster in half. And you get to know some of the personalities on the team, and that's one of the things I'm most thankful about uh, looking at my career and draft coverage is getting to know some of the players going through the draft process and getting to know them as not just players on the field, but individuals and characters and personalities and, and giving them that, that human element behind the face mask and uh, really growing to appreciate how great some of these guys are. And uh, I think Hard Knocks is a cool opportunity for folks to see that for themselves from the comfort of their own home. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Joe, I have a non-football one for you. Always a risk, Kyle. Always a risk with me. Drake versus Pusha T. Jesus. I don't know who Pusha T is (laughs) other than... His name was all over Twitter the other day, and uh, I know who Drake is. Couldn't tell you one song. I know what he looks like because 
he shows up at basketball games and they show him on the TV. Couldn't tell you one song. I definitely couldn't tell you one Pusha T song. And uh, I, you knew this was coming, right? When you gave me this, did you? Did you? What did you expect, Kyle? Did Did you listen to any of the raps between the two? They had a rap no. beef. Is really what, so the, I, what happened? Look, I saw people tweeting about it, and I said, "I'm out. I don't want to give this any of my thoughts." And I decided not to look into it in any way. So, you, so you don't know what Pusha T did. I have no whatever you could say anything right now, and I would believe you because I have Push, no idea. Pusha T revealed to the world that Drake had an illegitimate child with a former stripper, and uh, much of people are sort of that's surprising to people. I mean, listen, Drake's music is is a lot of it is centered around the. The fact that, you know, he doesn't have a father figure in his life and so on and so forth. And Pusha T pretty much just came out and was like, you are a hypocrite. You need to be a father to this child. You had this baby. And the world didn't know that Drake had a baby. And uh, the rap beef got so bad that Pusha T did some, like, FBI crap and went out and, like, found out all this dirt on Drake and put it out on a, on a rap disc. And it, it broke the internet. Is he that triggered? He cares that much about Drake. Listen, rap beefs are nasty. I would not want to be a part of a rap beef, which is kind of funny because if you think about it, the the draft coverage spear, you get some beefs. You get the, there's there's a little bit of that kind of uh, different flavors and different styles to the way that you do try and do the same thing and um, some some colorful personalities as well and good guys and bad guys and. Um, you know, I do not want to be a part of any kind of Twitter beef or rap beef or anything like that. So, uh, while I'm not surprised that you had no input on Drake versus Pusha T, um, I, I think the main takeaway here, Joe, is, is Drake, uh, he's got to retire from the rap beefs because he got bodied so hard he, he did not have a comeback for it. And uh, Pusha T, you might not know who he is. Uh, but he owned one of the biggest rappers in the world just last week. It sounds like a publicity stint for Pusha T. He's relevant. People are talking about this guy because he called out Drake in a big, bad way. And now he's probably as, mo- as popular as he's ever been in his life. And, you know, what's funny is Drake actually had a beef with somebody else like last month. And he sent the guy an invoice for reviving his career oh, geez. for like ten grand or something like that. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, you're absolutely right in the fact that, you know, Pusha T kind of on the back burner. He's, he, he was a guy that was kind of – What an he old, have to lose? He's an old head. He's been around for a while, and he kind of – like new generation comes in, and Drake was a part of that. And he's like, nah, son, know your role. Grab a seat. Okay. I think you're up. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you ready for this? Yes. XFL. XFL. Vince, return my phone calls, damn it. I am here for the XFL. I'm here for it to thrive. I'm here for Oliver Luck leaving his position with the NCAA. And, you know, Oliver Luck, no more than a couple years ago, was uh, the commissioner of the college football playoff, if I'm not mistaken, right? And now all of a sudden he's running the show for the XFL, which is going to kick back up again in 2020. And, uh, you know, I am absolutely thrilled at the prospect of more football and more competition and, there's enough good players out there to make a watchable product. I don't have a question in my mind. It's can you learn from the mistakes that you made last time? Can you not make it over-the-top wrestling-based? Just make a good football product. Because any time in this industry, this football industry, that you're going to make waves, 
the opportunity is always going to be there. But you need somebody who's committed to it and who's going to invest in it and set you up for success. And that's exactly what Vince McMahon can be for the XFL the second time around if he's not stupid about his product and he just tries to make a quality football product, brings in some experienced quality football people, and makes this thing as strong of an on-the-field product as he possibly can. You you have strong feelings about the XFL. So Oliver and Vince, give me a call. I will GM one of your teams. I don't care where it is. I'll move to Anchorage. Okay, <laughs> I want to run one of these XFL teams, and let's make this thing great together. I'm here for it, Joe. Joe, your next word association word is Skype. <laughs> Skype. Uh, that is a daily struggle, Skype, for you and I. This is how we record the podcast. I now have a dynamic going on where if you call me, it goes to my phone and not my computer, so I can't answer it. It's a, it's a nightmare. And uh, you never know when we're going to log in to record a podcast and it needs to do a reboot or a downloads or something. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a necessary evil, but sometimes that thing's just a pain in the ass. Evil is the appropriate word for Skype. All right, Kyle. I'm going to we'll go back to the archives here. Think 2003. Think second round pick. You're Think talking about Drew Brees already, aren't you? Nope, nope. 2003. Okay. Second round pick. Okay. Miami Dolphins. Okay. Eddie Moore. I have no reaction to this. None? No. Did you have high hopes for him or just nothing? Listen, I was, what, 2003? I was 14 years old. It's probably kind of blotted out. I will tell you my first draft memory is the Drew Brees draft class. And Miami, I think they picked 27th. And uh, they went on the clock, and they're showing these clips of Drew Brees at Purdue. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's got that weird thing on his face, but I'll take him. Like, <laughs> No, listen, I, I'm a kid. I, I'm a straight-up kid at the time. And I remember that being the thought when they showed his picture on the screen. And then I saw saw some clips. I was like, hey, this guy be awesome. You know, you know Dan Marino retired, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we picked Jamar Fletcher instead of Drew Brees. And then we signed Dante Culpepper in free agency. And I'll tell you what I did the other day, Joe. I went back, I watched Nick Saban gave a keynote address. And it happened to show up on my related videos for something I was watching on YouTube. So I pulled this thing up and I'm watching it. And Saban's talking about um, something or another. And he, he comes around on the topic of like you know, the, his tenure with the Miami Dolphins. And he gives the line during the speech that said, if we had signed Drew Brees in Miami, I'd probably still be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And I'll tell you, that stung like a bitch. <laughs> to hear that come out of that man's mouth, seeing what he's done and how good of an X's and O's football coach as he is. Um, hard pill to swallow. But, but in, in relation to your attempt at some sort of emotional reaction. I'm afraid I don't have one. Yeah, I, I feel, see, I pictured you in 2003, 14 years old. I thought about this as just die hard, wanting to know every single tidbit of information and uh, having your heart broke by your second-round pick, but it, it didn't happen. It didn't no, happen. no, it did not. I, I, I am emotionally protected from that, that uh, bad experience, I'm thankful to say. Okay. They've All hurt right, me well, enough times. I don't need any more. 
Yeah, well, I thought this was early on. I, I failed. I failed on this one. Take That's all right. I'm okay. Joe, I want your 2018 NFL bold prediction. Three teams uh, from the AFC South make the playoffs. Ooh, that is bold. I like it, though. Yeah. Jacksonville's in. Tennessee's in. That's a good football team. Tennessee's man. really good, dude. They return everybody. They got better up in the front seven. Mariota's healthy and an actual scheme that will work in the NFL. And uh, I think Mike Vrabel's going to be able to bring a lot of life to that defense. And uh, I think they're I think they're they're going to be really good. And then Houston. I mean, we finally get a chance. Hopefully, God keep them healthy. J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney in the same front seven. Deshaun Watson's back. And uh, hopefully that offensive line can hold up. But I like the makeup of that team. And uh, I, I don't know about the AFC otherwise. You think about nobody from the AFC East is making the playoff besides the Patriots. Nobody besides the Steelers in the, in the North is making the playoffs. And in the West, I think you have a race between Denver, maybe, but probably Kansas City and Los Angeles for number yeah. one. I think Los Angeles Give wins that division. Chargers. So, yep. so if, if Kansas City... If Houston can be better than Kansas City, you get three teams from the AFC South. And mine was, I put it out on Twitter, uh, give me Mitch Trubisky 4,000 passing yards this year. Ooh, that's strong. That would be a heck of a, game, a season. I Listen, like that. I, I, think it's, I think the average is like 256 yards per game or something like that is what he has to average. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you look at the, the personnel upgrades that they have. You look at an actual competent coaching staff there. John Fox got the hell out, thank goodness. And uh, Matt Nagy's now there in Chicago, and they're already raving about the, uh, the the offensive install that's going on at OTAs. And, you know, every team kind of gives you that little bit of lip service, and I understand that. But I, I just think the model is there. You saw the growth from Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, and I really peg Mitch Trubisky in that same bucket as far as a caliber of a prospect coming out of college based on his natural gifts and abilities. And the circumstances where Wentz had the big upgrade in personnel, Goff had the big upgrade in the coaching staff. Guess what? Trubisky's got them both. So sign me up for Miss Trubisky 4,000 passing yards in 2018. I like it, Kyle. All right. All right, you're up. So I'm giving you one here. Yep. Your word is Cooter Brown. Cooter Brown. Bourbon Bar. Bourbon bar. Oh, jeez. Um, hot mess would be my my initial reaction. They had good food there at the bo- at the bourbon bar. Um, Joe and I and our ladies went out to Delaware and uh, went to Cooter Brown's Bourbon Bar, and I have never been more proud of Joe in my life because. I was was speaking about a player and meant it in a complimentary phrase, talking about he was a nasty mf'er. And the uh, the table next to us had a family of how old do you think those kids were, Joe? I'd say thirteen and up. <laughs> right? And mind you, it's it's what nine o'clock on a Friday night. After Eight, nine o'clock. After nine o'clock on a Friday night at Cooter Brown's Bourbon Bar, Dad brings his family of wife and two teenage kids out to Cooter Brown's and pipes up from across the, the, uh, the, the deck and says, watch your language. And Joe perks up real quick. I don't even know what happened. 
I'm, I kind of look up, and I'm like, is he talking to us? And Joe immediately perks up and goes, you enjoy your dinner. Mind your own business. <laughs> it was the best power move I've ever seen you pull. Chirped. I was team chirping that moment. Yeah. Wasn't going to have it, Kyle. Wasn't no. going to have it. No, I mean, you, you take your kids to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Don't take them to a bourbon bar at 9 o'clock on a Friday. Right? Am I right? His, his bad. Joe, best conference in football. Wow. Uh, SEC. Uh, the best conference in Wow, that's uh, so broad. Um, yeah, and I purposely left it broad. I know. Because you, you could interpret it in a number of different ways. I wanted to give you that wiggle room. Yeah, I'm going NFC. It's so good, right? I mean, I mean, you can think of every division and think of realistically two, potentially three teams that are legitimate playoff contenders. And we just, it's funny because it kind of goes with what I just said about the AFC and, and how I think three teams from one division could go because the rest of it's so weak. I think that every division is, is open for grabs in the NFC. And um, I think collectively it's really good. Okay. I was expecting a college conference. You gave me a pro uh, conference. I did. I, I started saying SEC there, but I'm not sure that the middle of the SEC is what, it, what it's been. Georgia, Alabama up top is really good, but LSU's declining. Uh, Florida's declining. Tennessee's been bad for a while. Right. I mean, what's, who's the third best team in the SEC? Auburn. Auburn's the third best Auburn. team for sure. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, ugh. You know, <laughs> Texas A&M's nothing. I, I, it's, it's not as deep. It's not as deep as it's been. It's been been a hard ten years for the SEC since Florida was really competitive. I think that was probably the peak, right? As you know, Auburn was good, you know, Cam was there in Florida, and Alabama and LSU was winning ten games. Um, when Texas that A&M first came in, they kind of lit it up. Mm-hmm. How many more do you have left? Uh, four. Four, and four. I have I have three, so we're on pace here. We're good. All right, you're up, Kyle, and your word is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, finna get paid is the word for Odell Beckham. First of all, Odell, uh, hope you're back 100% this year. Uh, I could make some joke about you know fantasy teams and whatnot, but they don't care about that, so I'm not going to go that route. I'm just going to say, for the talent that he is, I hope Odell Beckham is back 100% and Really excited to see what this Giants offense looks like this year with every other piece that they've brought in now, where they brought in Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley and and Odell coming back healthy and uh, really exciting potential. Will Hernandez to kind of help kickstart the run game. Joe, did you hear Will Hernandez has already been in five fights in a Giants helmet? (laughs) That's uh, that's the least surprising news you'll hear all day, right? Um, so Odell, big year coming up as far as, uh, the contract situation. And I, I hope he's fully fit and ready to go so he can be the best version of himself that he can be. Joe, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> uh, he's getting worse with age, man. But the, the original Kenny Chesney, probably the first four, maybe five albums. I mean, he was as good as it gets with country music, but, I think the last five years, maybe longer, of Kenny Chesney have been really disappointing. Still a guy. I go to a lot of concerts. I love country music. I go to a lot of concerts. I somehow have not seen him since the late 90s when I saw him open for Tim McGraw. 
So I'm not seeing him as a headliner. I'd love to do it. But, man, I, I, I wish I would have saw him several years ago before he started to kind of tank. Do you want to come up on Saturday? Because that's what I'm doing. on my. He's got a uh, concert at the Link. Okay. And well. uh, it's we're getting there at, like, 10 a.m. We're going to tailgate our butts off before the show starts. And uh, it's, it's going to be a fun afternoon. Old Dominion's the opening act for Kenny Chesney, and they're outstanding. So enjoy that. I'll take your word for it. I've never heard of them. Well, check them out. Listen to some songs. They, they've got some uh, really good lyrics and very catchy songs. You'll like them. Uh, you are up, Kyle, and I am going to give you the word underrated. Oh, geez. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. A player of food, a show. Um, take. LeBron, can I say LeBron James? You you can say whatever's on your mind. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say LeBron James. Um, you have me stumped right now. I, I'm blown away. You could go any angle with this. I know, and I'm saying I think it's too broad. Broad. Let me come back to that one. I gotta think wow. about that one. A pass? Is that? A, I'm not sure that's it's part a, of the rule. It's a pass. Yes, it's a pass. It's a pass. It is what it is. It happened. Uh, Joe, I want to know right now if I go defensive line 2019 draft defensive lineman number one, number two, and number three. I can't give you number one because I know who your answer is. Give me your top three defensive linemen for the 2019 NFL draft right now, based on what you know right now before they play any games this year. Yeah, I'm Oliver 1. I'm Nick Bosa 2. So number 3 is where it gets interesting. Give me Cleveland Farrell. Uh, flexibility, burst, length. He's got it all. And so uh, excited to see him this year. His junior season at Clemson, I think he has a chance to be special. So that's a 3 right now. But, man, I mean, so many good ones, man. So many good defensive ones. All right, Kyle. Your next one, I hope you don't pass. It's snub. Give me a snub. Central Florida. Oh, really? Central Florida, yeah. Listen, I'm interested, you know, I'm going to pivot real hard here because I have no substance behind that other than the fact that they've claimed themselves a national championship and they beat Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. And um, I think that game's a really good illustration of you know, bowl season specifically. Uh, team expectations before the year. I think if you take inventory of that, I think you can be really successful with your predictions for a lot of your high-profile bowl games. UCF had something to play for. Auburn could not care less about that game. And um, I'm interested to see what this program looks like post-Scott Frost. And I'm just as interested to see what Scott Frost is able to do this year at Nebraska a team that is about as barren as you can find in the Big Ten for talent, uh, with the exception of maybe Rutgers. Um, but, yeah, you know, if you have a team that goes out and beats a very, very, very good South Florida team and beats a extremely good Memphis team twice and is undefeated, I, I don't think a team like that 
the UCF team this past year is probably the best chance a group of six team is ever going to get to get to the college football playoff. And then they go to the Sugar Bowl and they beat the pants off of Auburn uh, for a good portion of that game. All right. Are they the national champions, Kyle? No, they're not the national champions, <laughs> but they, they should have been in the conversation to make a run at it. Um, Soundbar. <laughs> it's working. Is the it? Thing is wor- I got, go. Yeah, I, I got my optical cord, I think is what it's called, and uh, hooked that baby in, and it worked like a charm. It uh, was very frustrating hooking up the soundbar earlier in this week and not having the adequate equipment to get this done thinking I'm an idiot trying to get this thing to work, and it turns out I just didn't have the, the, the right cord, and now I have it, and I have a soundbar. All right, Kyle, your, your last one, even though you skipped one. Oh, i got to go back and, and answer that under, one. Underrated, so you can, you can get that on your way out here, but my yep. last one for you that's a new one is 2018 Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, geez. Um... I'm going to go with the homer pick here. Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Minka's going to be a terrific pro. Uh, He's gotten rave reviews already for his work ethic at such an early stage. And uh, I think physically he, he can do quite a lot for a Dolphins team that needed some kind of hybrid mismatch Swiss army uh, knife piece on the defense. And, I think his ability to be that, I, I trusted this coaching staff. Uh, personnel is one area that I, I think they've had some rough lumps in the first two years that Gase has been here in Miami. But uh, I do trust this coaching staff to put its players in the best position to win based on their abilities. And I think Minka's versatility is really going to allow him to showcase himself uh, in a very prominent way. So my pick would be Minka Fitzpatrick. All right. No Tremaine Edmonds, huh? No Tremaine Edmonds, I'm sorry to say. Alright. Yeah, so parting thoughts, unless you have any, Joe? Any parting thoughts? Uh, None, no. Okay. Uh, Underrated, K.J. Costello, Stanford quarterback. Okay. K.J. Costello might be the best quarterback in the Pac-12 this year. And that includes Justin Herbert. And I know Herbert is a household name already for diehard draft Knicks. Go watch some Costello tape and really dig into the Herbert tape. And I think you'll, you will like the player that you see with K.J. Costello. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's got a, a hose. He can really sling the ball around. And um, Exciting player. I'm excited to see how he progresses coming into this year. We'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to this Thursday episode of the Draft Dudes as Joe and I go through some word association, kind of flying blind. Trying to stump each other. Joe did stump me with underrated just because he left it so damn open-ended. I couldn't possibly pick a single thing to narrow in on right away. Um, But I did want to keep it football-oriented, so I chose not to go with a food take or music take. Um, If you guys are interested in following along with us, which you should be if you're listening, throughout the course of the summer, we have fun stuff planned. We have got football content. We've got non-football content little something for everybody. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. If you're uh, interested and leave some feedback on the show, you can do so 
on iTunes, or you can get after us on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at NDT Scouting. And uh, we have one more show this week. It may come out Friday, may come out Saturday. Uh, we'll work some logistics and let you guys know. Uh, as soon as we know, you'll know. So I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. And thanks for listening to the Draft News Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.